morning I'm going to be speaking about hearing the voice of God. Now, how many of us have asked or desired, I want to hear the, go- hear the voice of God? Hey, how can I hear the voice of God? I want to hear the voice of God more. Well, hopefully you can hear the voice. You'll understand it after I'm done speaking. We have a few sisters who are going to share testimonies, so it's going to be a good morning. First of all, if we could turn to uh, John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17. Colleen's uh, been a great help with this. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples, and he's saying, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter. The meaning of comforter there is counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby, that he may remain with you forever, the spirit of truth. In the in the Message Bible, it puts it this way. I will talk to the Father, and he'll provide you with another friend so that you will always have someone with you. The friend is the spirit of truth. It's not just, it's not just an acquaintance. How many of us have acquaintances? You know, you, you meet every once in a while. This is not an acquaintance. The Holy Spirit is not an acquaintance. He is a friend. And he desires to be with you. He is with you, whether you realize or not. He dwells within you. It's just whether you recognize him, whether you want to walk with him, or whether you want to talk with him. But going back to the Amplified Version, talks here about Jesus saying, actually, Jesus said in, in John chapter 16, it's, It is very important that I leave. I have to leave because the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, will not come unless I leave. Now, Jesus, as you know, when he died on the cross for us, after he died, he went down into hell and he set captives free. He went through the heavens and he dragged Satan through the heavens and he demonstrated his great power. And he says, now that power has been given to you, the church. But in many many scriptures, it talks about where Jesus is. In in Mark chapter 16, in Acts, in Romans, in Colossians, in Hebrews, it talks about Jesus being at at the right hand of the Father. And Jesus said, when I am with the Father, I will send back the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will be in you and with you. Now the Holy Spirit, we'll just keep that up, please, Colleen. So here, Jesus is saying, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another. You know, in, in the Amplified, it said, another friend. Another friend. Okay, it's not, it's, but here it says, he, I will give you, he will send you another comforter, and meaning counselor. How many of you have asked for direction in your life? Lord, I need direction. I'm I'm at crossroads. I don't know which way to go. Or, I know something happened with us with with Samuel. I said it's Samuel's birthday today. Well, when he was eight months old, he had this rash on his body. And the doctors didn't know what it was. They didn't know what it was from, but it was spreading. And, you know, eight months old, you get quite concerned about this. So we prayed and we asked the Holy Spirit. 
Debbie and I, we prayed and asked the Holy Spirit what it was. And the Holy Spirit revealed it to us that it was this plastic sheet underneath his linen sheet that he was allergic to this plastic and it was causing a rash in his body. Doctors didn't know it. We didn't know it. The Holy Spirit knew it. He's our, he was our counselor. He's our, you know, he, he gives us wisdom. He gives us knowledge when we ask of it. Here it talks about the counselor being, or the comforter being, another word for it being helper. How many of us need help? I need help. I need help in my job. Every day, it's amazing. You know, I pray and I ask for help, and I can see him going before me and helping me. And it's really special. Sometimes he's there helping you, and you don't even ask for it. And it's really special, isn't it? Well, Mary Jane has something special she wanted to share with us. Something happened with her a little while back, and actually John's going to help her, because uh, she, she didn't want to come to the front because she's very nervous. But, so John's going to help her walk through this and, and share this testimony with us. Go yeah, Brian and I, uh, we were at the same Bible study, and Mary Jane shared that story of hers, and that right away thought of helper as a, the Holy Spirit's helper. And every one of us at the Bible study said, oh, man, you need to share this with more people because they need to hear uh, about this amazing thing that God has done. So I'm just going to uh, go back here to Mary Jean, and she's going to share. She did it last night, did a super job last night. Well, um, quite a few years ago, my family, we were all just in, sitting in the house, and it was an ordinary day. And all of a sudden, there was a loud explosion, and the whole house shook. And we thought, what was that? So we went racing outside, you know, for we live in Fisherville. When something happens in Fisherville, the whole town turns out, you know. <laughs> So we thought it sounded like two transports crashing at the intersection because out and nothing's there and nobody's out there and we're thinking, what was that? So we were going back in the house again and um, there was another explosion, really loud this time. And I said, Norman, I think it's in our basement. So we were going down the stairs into the basement and it really went off the third time and Norman says, I think our furnace has blew up. <laughs> I thought, oh my, you know. So we, it was the furnace, and uh, we turned it off and um, phoned about a net, you know, see how much it would cost for a new furnace, and they told us the price of the new furnace, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, really? So it wasn't too cold, so we thought we can do without a furnace, hopefully, and save up for one. And uh, a couple of days later, I went down to the post office to collect the mail, and there was a letter from Auntie May. And I thought, hmm, Auntie May's written to me, she doesn't often write and I opened the letter and there was a check in there and uh, I read the letter and it said Dear Mary, I'm just sitting here reading my Bible and I thought I'm going to send Mary, I felt I had to send you this money and I took the money to the bank I checked the check to the bank and I got it changed to the, the Canadian money and when it changed the Canadian money it turned out to be the exact price of the furnace right Right down to the last 53 cents. <laughs> so um, I felt really loved that day. I thought the Lord really takes care of us. Yeah. Thank you, Mary Jane. Thanks, Mary Jane. Isn't that special? Aunt Mary, the Holy Spirit spoke to her, eh? Wasn't that special? But this happened. The Holy Spirit spoke to Mary, Aunt Mary, it was a couple of days before this even happened. The Holy Spirit knew 
the Holy Spirit being our helper. He knows we need help even before we know we need help. Isn't that special? Isn't that loving to know our Father and the Holy Spirit act on our behalf? He is our helper. So he's our intercessor, our advocate, our strengthener. How many of us need strength at times to do what we need to do, whether it's something God has asked us to do or something we know we have to do, and it's difficult. I need strength. The Holy Spirit is our strengthener. You know, Henry shared something this morning, and the Holy Spirit took him through that. He strengthened him through that, and he was a testimony. He was testimony of God's love through that to others. Um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, here Paul is, this is Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. And this is the last, this is how Paul ends his letter. Now how many of you have written letters? You wrote, you wrote, you, when you write a letter, probably right at the very end, you kind of recap everything. And this is, this is, this is the point I want to get to. This is the most important point I want to get across to you. You know, um, something I was really blessed when Debbie's father uh, all through his life, we were always sharing the gospel with him. We even took him to Billy Graham Crusades, and, and, uh, and he wouldn't go forward. You know, altar calling, he wouldn't go forward. You know, when Billy Graham used to call people forward, and Debbie used to cry out, Dad, why won't you go forward? She would cry, and why won't you? Well, he wasn't ready. The last week of his life, he was dying with cancer, and I was blessed to be able to lead him to the Lord. He gave his heart to the Lord, and you know, in that hospital room, you could feel the presence, the love, you can feel the peace of God in that hospital room. He said to me, he said, Brian, this is his last, this is what is on his heart, these are his last words. He said, Brian, I want all my children to come to know Jesus. This was what, this was so important to him. And this is what Paul is saying in his last Right at the end of his letter, he's saying, the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. Amen. We sang about the grace of the Lord. We sang about the grace of the Lord Jesus. His grace on the cross, right? Unmerited favor. He took, a, he did, he did, he took the price for me, and I received it. It was free. And then we, we shared about the love. We sang about the love of God. The love of God... We, even Mary Jane shared about the love of God. It's always with us. doesn't matter where we go, that love of God is with us. Well, here, Paul is writing about the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. Be with you. In that meaning, for, that meaning of communion, the Greek word for that, communion is, the Greek word is koinonia, which means fellowship, partnership, and intimacy. Well, Paul is saying, may the, may the f- fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. May the partnership of the Holy Spirit be with you always. May the intimacy of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Let me give an example. In, in Genesis chapter 5, this is what it, it says. This is, this is what it says about Enoch. When Enoch was 65 years old, he became the father of Methuselah. After the birth of Methuselah, Enoch lived, close, lived in close fellowship with God 
another 300 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Enoch lived 365 years. But it talked about him having close fellowship with God. It also says in, in uh, another uh, translation that he, he had a really close relationship with God. Not only did he have fellowship with God, he had a close relationship with God. Enoch had fellowship with God. Now, fellowship is, what's fellowship? When you have a friend, you communicate with him, he communicates with you. You do things together. You enjoy each other's company. You help each other. Well, here Enoch is saying he had a close he had close fellowship with God. <coughs> close fellowship. Let's go on. Let's go on to uh, one cha- one chapter over. It says uh, talks about Noah. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, and the only blameless person living on the earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah walked in close fellowship with God. Again, fellowship is communicating with each other back and forth. He talked with God. God talked with him. God revealed himself to God. Pardon me, God revealed himself to Noah. Again, that, that cornonia means partnership, how many of you have got a partner in life? i got a partner in life, my wife. And we walk together, we help each other. Well, the Holy Spirit is your partner. Partner means he's your helper. He's the one that helps you in your... i, I got a home-building business. He helps me so much, whether it be a cabinet-making business, whether it be a millwright, whether it be a teacher. He's partnering with you. Isn't that awesome? He's partnering with you. This is what it's saying. Paul is exhorting us to have close fellowship with the Holy Spirit and partnership with the Holy Spirit and intimacy. And this is what, this is what Noah did. Noah had close fellowship with the Lord. And it said in there that Noah did all the Lord's will. Let me ask you this question. How would Noah have built that ark to save his whole family? He built the ark, and he saved his whole family. He saved all these animals. But God partnered with him. He told him how to build the ark. He gave him the material to build it with. And he sent all the animals to him. You see what I mean? He partnered with him. And that's what God wants to do with the Holy Spirit wants to do with you. He wants to partner with you. He wants to have close fellowship with you. Because this life, at times, it's very difficult. It's a difficult. And he has not left us alone. He's left us with the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, it's very important that I go. Because if I don't go, the Holy Spirit will not come. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he will reveal to you all that is in my heart and the heart of the Father. All that the Father has for me, I give it to you. You see, we are blessed. I can't believe it. We got angels around us. We got the love of God. We got the Holy Spirit. Man, and we are blessed people. We are blessed. We have God's favor. Now, he said here, Noah walked with God, walked in obedience to God. Here, here's another 
I want to share something else with you. It says, relationship is key to hearing and knowing the voice of God. Let me say that again. Relationship is key to hearing and knowing the voice of God. These men, they had a relationship with God, and God revealed himself to them. Anybody think of Noah, or pardon me, Daniel? You read, Daniel had a close relationship with God. <laughs> he saved him from the lion's dead, and he knew God would. I don't care what you said to the king, I don't care what you do to me. My God will look after me. Daniel's God, to my God, your God, he looks after us. How about David? Let's look at David, the life of David. In uh, 2 Samuel 21, verse 1. <clears throat> 2 Samuel 21, verse 1. It says, There was a famine during David's reign and lasted three years, so David asked the Lord about it. Hear that? David asked the Lord about it. He's having fellowship with God. He asked the Lord about it. And the Lord said, the famine has come because Saul and his family has, are guilty of murdering the Gideonites. David is king at this time. God is partnering with him to be king of Israel. And there's a famine in Latin for three years. What is going on? Is something happening in your life? Maybe my children, something wrong with my, my grandson. He's been sick for three weeks, four weeks. What is going on? There's something wrong here. So I pray and ask the Lord, what is it? And he reveals to me what it is. David prays to the Lord, and God reveals to him what it is. He's partnering with us, with David. David was probably the best king Israel ever had. They were blessed. You know, because David walked so close with the Lord, the nation of Israel was a blessed people. All their enemies were, fe were fearful of them. He had so much gold and silver and wealth, it was amazing. He partnered with God. He asked God. He had fellowship with God. Here's another question. Here's another question that David asked. In 1 Samuel 3, 30, verse 8, it says, David asked the Lord, should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord told him, yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that has been taken from you. David inquired of the Lord. He asked the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit spoke this to him. He had confidence in going forward. And he recovered everything and more. Okay? In, in Psalms, pardon me, in, um, in Acts, it says that David, God had this testimony of David. David was a man after my own heart, and he will do everything that I will ask of him. See, David was a man after God's own heart. Where is our heart? Is our heart for God? Are we in fellowship with God? When we are in fellowship with someone, our heart is with them. We care about what they care for, and they care about what we care for. Care about, right? So David, David also wrote this in Psalm 25, verse 14. He said, fellowship with the Lord is reserved for those who fear him. That means walk in obedience to him. And with them, he shares the secrets of his covenant, or secrets of his heart. 
So those who walk in fellowship with God, God reveals the secrets of his heart to them. And he reveals future things to you. He did that with Abraham. He revealed what he was going to do to Sodom and Gomorrah. He will reveal to us what is ahead. Ahead in our life and in this, what's going to happen in this world. He did it with Daniel. When we're in close fellowship with God, he will reveal the secrets that are in his heart for you. Okay? Um, So I want to um, share with you now about when we pray. When we pray, when we go pray, we have the Holy Spirit. It says the Holy Spirit is in us and with us. When we pray, are we expecting? Well, I know when, when I pray, I expect God to answer. I'm expecting him to move. I was praying for healing about two or three weeks ago, and I expected healing, and I got healing. I, when I ask him for direction in my business, we're about to, to buy some property for a condo corporation, okay? The property's worth $900,000. Do I, you don't take something like that lightfully. Do I, do we move into that? We feel if, we felt very impressed by the Holy Spirit to do this. Now, we got the county kind of waffling about giving us water and sewer, but although they've sent us letters in passing, we have it. But I believe the Lord is going to move on our behalf. When you pray, first of all, expect the Lord to move. Number two is, as you read God's word, see this word here? This word is alive. This word is alive. This word gives you direction in your life. It gives you correction. It, it shows you, it tells you of God's ways. And many times, the word speaks to your heart. Sometimes when you're praying about something, he'll put a word in your heart. He'll give you an answer in your heart. And a lot of times, he'll confirm it with his word. But one other thing he does, circumstances before you change. God says, I open doors that no man can open, and I close doors that no man can close. So circumstances before you, you can see God's hand in it. Okay? So you can hear God's word, and you can hear his voice and hear the Holy Spirit in here speaking to you. He'll confirm it with his word, and you'll see circumstances before you. You can see God's hand in circumstances before you. This is how God's, you can hear God's voice. A lot of times, it's not just an audible voice. You see God's hand before you. In, in John chapter 8, verse 47, this is from the NIV, it says, whoever belongs to God hears what God says. Do you belong to God? Scripture says, the word of God says, and you hear what God says. Sometimes you have to, if you're not hearing what God is is saying, you have to examine what's happening in my life. There may be, you might have to 
you might have to examine what things like. If things aren't right in your life, you need to get right with God with that. You've got to get things right with God. Then the doors of communication open up. That's important. Um, so again, those who belong to God hear what God says to them. At this time, I wanted to... Um, so again, when Paul wrote that, that we have the, the communion of the Holy Spirit with us, we'll have, that we would have fellowship, partnership, and intimacy with the Holy Spirit. At this time, I wanted to ask Rhonda if she could share a testimony with us, something that's happened and been happening in her life, and how she's going to come forward here. Okay. Um, it's funny how the Holy Spirit works. I had no idea what Brian was sharing except for the, about the Holy Spirit. And what I'm about to say is parallel to what um, Brian has been talking about. My, my testimony is a little bit different because the uh, Holy Spirit's been pressing uh, on my heart for a, a lot of things. Um, one of the things he's um, been teaching me is um, I used to ask the questions, how do I hear from God? Or why don't I hear from God? Where, where is God? Um, and I, I used to ask people, and they, you know, very nicely would say to me, are you seeking him? Well, I have the type of personality that doesn't want to wait. I want things now. I want it yesterday. So when I, when I kept hearing, are you seeking him? Are you seeking him? I thought, okay, I'm going to take this time, and I'm going to seek him. And it was a, it's a very slow process. It's not something that happens overnight, um, which bothered me. But I still, it's, it's been years since I've been seeking him. And, and it's just lately that I've been able to hear, hear his voice. About six months ago, I, ha- I joined a study with uh, Debbie and Brian. Um, and we studied the book that John and Annette are, are also teaching. Um, it's called The Holy Spirit and Introduction. And at that particular time in my life, I'd been longing to, to get to to get to know God a little bit more. So I thought I'd give it a try. So anyways, the, um, and the Holy Spirit always intrigued me. Um, and But from the moment I opened that book, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop reading it, and I couldn't stop digging deeper. And I, I came up, um, the Holy Spirit gave me a promise. And, and in um, Psalm 32, 8, and I like to personalize the promises. So in my Bible, it would be different than yours. In my Bible, it does say Rhonda. Um, <laughs> I will teach you and guide you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and keep my eye upon you. And to me, that a light bulb went off and said, I want to speak to you because he wants to counsel me. Um, as we move through the weeks, um, the, the, one of the topics in the book was about speaking on tongues. And I've never spoken in tongues before in my life. Um, I did try, and I thought I sounded ridiculous, so I just chalked that up to, it's not for me. Um, but the study and, and through fellowship with other believers, um, I learned that this, the, the language of speaking in tongues is a love language between God and myself. So that put it in a bit of a different perspective for me. And, um, and again, I realized that he wanted to speak directly to me. Um, so Brian gave us a little challenge. And he just said, you know, just try it. Just try speaking one word, two words, one minute, five minutes, anything you can do. Just open your mouth and let whatever come out, come out. Um, so uh, I remembered that um, as I was driving to work. I wouldn't necessarily tell you to do that. But I was driving to work, and I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to give this a try. And I thought, okay, whatever comes out of my mouth, it's just me in my car. People will think I'm singing to the radio, so it doesn't matter. 
And so I just opened my mouth, and whatever came out, came out. And let me tell you, it was the most beautiful conversation I had ever had with the Lord. Um, And when I finally got to the office about a half an hour later, I was bawling. And I didn't understand why, but it was just, it was beautiful. And I truly believe that a barrier that I had built, not that God had built, a barrier that I had built regarding my relationship with him, uh, the barrier was broken. And the uh, Holy Spirit gave me a scripture of Romans 8.26, and it says, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. Um, and um, he's teaching me that one of the most important ways of hearing um, from Holy Spirit is to be familiar with God's word. He wants to guide us. He wants to teach us. He wants to help us. He wants to counsel us every single day. He wants to reveal mysteries to us. He wants us to help unwrap the gifts that he's given us. And every one of us has a gift given to us by the Holy Spirit. My gift that he's, he's showing me clearer and clearer every day is, is prayer and intercessory, prophecy and, and words of, of knowledge. Um, and how he's confirming this with me is that a few weeks ago, um, I had a vision while we were saying, while we were praising, uh, worshiping, um, and it was about, I saw Jesus at, at the back, and he was standing there, and he was standing there, and, and he was smiling, but he was standing there, and he was waiting. He was waiting for us as, a, as King's Way. He was waiting for us to make a move, to open our hearts, but he was just standing there. And what I heard the Holy Spirit say was, um, I'm waiting to be invited in. And I was just flooded with love and emotions, and it was just, it was an amazing time of worship for me. Um, and I believe that's what the Holy Spirit wanted to show me. And then over the past few weeks, he's been confirming with me what that vision meant. Um, but, and he's been praying, or he's been um, prompting me to pray for Kingsway. And it's not that I never prompt, uh, pray for Kingsway. It's just that this was just a weird prompting that the Holy Spirit has, has been given me. And so I started praying, and the interpretation through those prayers um, was that I believe that there's a, there's a huge hunger for God in this, in this church. Um, but he's waiting. He's waiting for us to take that step to open our hearts. Um, and he wants us, he wants us, mind, body, and soul. He just wants us. And he's, he's wanting to move, but he's waiting for us. Um, and when he does move, he's going to move in a very powerful way. And it's going to be amazing. And what he gave me also was scripture, 14, John 14, 26. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. So in a nutshell, um, if you want to hear the Holy Spirit, or you want to hear from God, you've got to get to know him. You've got to get into the word, into the Bible. You have to do it. Otherwise, you're not going to hear what he has to say. And what he has to say is incredible to each and every one of us. Well, she's a good teacher, eh? <laughs> yeah. So here, I know, you're, I know you're sensing the message this morning that I believe the Holy Spirit is trying to speak to us, and that is relationship. He desires a relationship with us. He desires to partner with us and to have intimacy with us. When we come into that place, we're going to hear his voice easier and, and more frequently. It's going to be loving it's going to be so encouraging. It's going to give you a direction. Let me just tell you, 
that we are a blessed people, we have favor with God because we're his children. I was amazing. I had a fellow on my job site said to me, you have such favor. And I says, yeah, I do. I do have favor. I have favor with God, and I, I appreciate my father so much. You all have favor. We have to see that and believe that. We see that the way God sees us. You are special. So let's reciprocate that. Let's respond to God. Those that draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Okay, so I believe it's been a challenging morning. I believe God is challenging us. I believe the Holy Spirit is he's challenging us. So uh, let's go for it. Okay? This is just one scripture the Lord spoke to me this week was the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That power that raised Jesus from the dead, that's powerful. That is powerful. That same power dwells in us. Wow. That same power dwells in us. We can do awesome things through Christ Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. Amen? Okay, let's, let's just bow our heads. and Heavenly Father, we, we thank you that you chose that you chose us. We thank you that you've, you've sent forth your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're revealing the kingdom of our dear Father to us. You're revealing the love that the Father has for us. And you're revealing the love of Jesus also. Um, we desire to draw closer to you. We desire to have fellowship with you. We desire to know you more that we could be the light of this world. When people see our lives, they will see that we are a child of the King. So Holy Spirit, I, I pray that you would just prompt us, you'd invite us. I ask you to speak to our, every one of us. Even now, I ask you to speak to us, that small audible voice. You'd speak to our hearts. You reveal yourself before us in circumstances You'd reveal us, yourself to us through your, the living word. And I know that in that, the Lord Jesus would be glorified and the Father. Oh, we just declare you're awesome. In your breath, we just, you take our breath away. How awesome you are. And we ask these things in the glory of Jesus. Amen.